Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I'm not above cliches. I'm just not. And that's why we're going to go through the schedule game by game. We're going to say win or loss on May, is it 13th? May 13th. (laughs) And we're going to give you our win-loss count for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the 2021 season. There are 17 of these bad boys now, so we might as well sink our teeth in right away. Yep. Week one, Steelers travel to Buffalo. I don't think it's going to be as big of a blowout as Vegas thinks, setting the line at six, six and, and a half. half. I mean, that one could definitely biggest, change. One of the biggest opening lines this in week one, though, is yeah. the Bills being favored by six and a half points uh, against Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Steelers don't take that kind of disrespect yeah. lightly, but... One thing that is going to be a pretty crazy factor, and I didn't really think about this yesterday, but you know, I heard Crowley talk about it throughout the day, and other people on radio talk about it. Bills Mafia is going to oh, be huge. foaming at the mouth in Week One. They missed the entirety of the 2020 season for the most part. They were able to get into the stadium for the playoff games, but it was a limited capacity. Mm-hmm. That is probably the best fan base in the NFL, the most rabid fan base. Their Buffalo Bills were finally good again last mm-hmm. year. They were a Final Four content, uh, participant. And they couldn't the Chiefs see it. And the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Couldn't see it at all for the most Cannot part. Cannot watch it unfold. Limited capacity when they could see it. It's going to be a full stadium, I think. That's yeah. what oh, the yeah. NFL expects come September. It's going to be unbelievable how loud and crazy those people are going to be there. They're coming to a team now that they were rabid when they would go 4-12 and 12 the year before. Right, right. Now they're going to have a Super Bowl contender on their hands. And, oh, by the way, the big bad Pittsburgh Steelers, who we've beat up on two yep. years in a row, are now coming back into town. It's going to be electric there. Tough thing for the Steelers to walk into. I, I think they drop the opener and go to 0-1. Yeah, I'm with you. I do, too. I mean, that's, you know, I mentioned that yesterday when we talked about this. Like, it's going to be hard week one not really having to deal with crowds and being on the road and it being different. The first game of 2021 is going to be in front of Bill's Mafia. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. Couldn't be Jacksonville? Right, right, right. I mean, there could be an easier way to ease into this. Um, But that's, you know, that's not how the cards fell for the Steelers. But, um, yeah, it's going to be difficult, man. And, And there's a lot of people saying that they think that, you know, the Bills could take a step back. I, you know, I don't, I don't really see, see that. Where's the evidence? I don't yeah, see that. I don't see that at all. But a lot of people are saying that, so I understand, you know. You know why people are saying that? Because it's just hard to make a perennial loser a contender in people's minds. It is. You know, I hear you. I mean, it, same way it definitely people, is. I, same way as With we get Browns. closer when people pick the Browns to win yeah. the yeah. there will be people that are like, are you kidding me, the Browns? Yeah. Just people that are living based on a logo and not the current state of the team. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, but I mean, there are people that are that are saying that. I don't really buy it, but uh, I, I think the Bills are. I think the Bills are better then, honestly. I think, I think the Browns and the Bills both might be better than they were last year. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. But yeah, it's going to be a difficult. Say, right? Absolutely, it's going to be a difficult matchup for the Steelers. Um, you know, all those factors going in, and, and you know, does the crowd really play that big of a factor? You know, maybe, but at the same time, they're playing in a Buffalo, good. They're I playing. Do believe yeah. the crowd makes a fact. I mean, there's guys jumping off of RVs through <laughs> tables and stuff. But um, that's a year of no dealing with crowd noise right. too for a snap right. count for cadence in the offense. That's a tough. pretty tough thing to all of a sudden try to remember again. Yeah. Luckily for the Steelers, they've had someone that has 
been doing it for his yeah. entire career, Ben Roethlisberger. It should be like riding a bike for him. Right, right. But at the same time, it's still it's still a factor, and, and you're playing a pretty damn good football team in Buffalo. Yeah, I have the Steelers taking an L in week one, too. And it's unfortunate that they get the unlucky stick. They draw the unlucky stick. They open the season on the road again, but in this time it's against a really tough opponent. They don't get an easy win like they did last year with the Giants. This is tough, guys. I got the Steelers losing this one as well. Which would mean that they need a bounce back in week two when the Vegas Raiders come to town. I think that's going to be a tougher game than a lot of people think. I think it's going to be a classic game where the Steelers might get out early. Maybe it's a 14-3 to lead at halftime for Pittsburgh. And then Vegas just stays around, stays around, maybe ties it heading into the fourth quarter. Steelers need a little bit more heroics from Najee Harris or Ben Roethlisberger to get that final touchdown on the board and put them away. But I got the Steelers in a close one here against Vegas, getting in the win column uh, for the first time in the year and, and evening their record at 1-1. One and one. Yeah, I have them beating the Raiders, too. I mean, I, I did say that the Raiders, you know, they're they're a decent football team. You know, I think they'd be a lot better if, if John Gruden wasn't, you know, uh, overseeing everything. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it kind of has the feel of, like, the, the game that you illustrated, Tom, that the Raiders kind of just hang around, and then late in the game, mm-hmm. you're thinking to yourself, oh, wait, what happened here? How, did, how are the Raiders still in this game? Um, and then all of a sudden it gets close down the stretch. But, yeah, I do have the Steelers beating Vegas in a very close game. Um, that's just kind of how I'm seeing it right now because, again, you know, Vegas, you, you could say what you want about Gruden and company, but they do have a decent enough team on the field, and the on-the-field product isn't, you know, it isn't terrible by any stretch. Kind of weird, too. I don't know if you guys give this any credit or not. The Raiders open up the season with back-to-back AFC North opponents. They open up the season Monday night in Vegas against the Ravens, and then they travel to Pittsburgh. I don't know if that's worth any worth mentioning, but I, I think I, it's worth saying that the Raiders are probably going 0 and 2 to start the yeah, season. Yeah, that's what I would say too. I think after a tough loss in Week One, the Steelers don't want to ever fall to 0 and 2. They don't want to. They don't want to fall to 0 and 1, but it's likely it's going to happen. I I don't see them losing this game. The Steelers got to bounce back in a big way. And I think that they win the following week as well when the Bengals yeah. come to town. And I think that's the easiest game on the schedule is Ve- <laughs> Bengals at home yeah. is probably the easiest. Not Detroit Lions at home, at home yeah. is probably Detroit, right there say. too. Bengals at home, though, is a must win for the Steelers. And honestly, if it falls the way that I predict and the Steelers handle the Bengals pretty easily on their second home game of the year, starting 2-1 and one, uh, from Bills, Raiders, Bengals, that Ain't stretch, bad. that's the that's that's ideal. I think that's yeah. all you can ask for as a fan, all you can realistically ask for as a coach, even though you know, you're know you coaching to win every single game. But if Mike Tomlin, if it's if 4 o'clock on Sunday, uh, September 26th rolls around, and the clock hit zero at Heinz Field, and the Steelers beat the Bengals, and they're two and one. You sit back in the war room Sunday night, Monday decently. morning. You feel good at yeah. the, the start that your team went on and heading to Lambeau Field for Week Four. Yep, and that's you know kind of the point that I illustrated there. If you go two and one in the first three weeks, um, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Um, and again, I, I know that you want you're trying to win every game, and I understand that. We understand that, but you know it's not realistic to win every single football game that you play. But yeah, I mean it's a it's a huge game against Cincinnati. I mean because if you lose it. All of a sudden, right. you know, one and two isn't all. It's not you know where you want to be, and especially if that second loss comes to the Raiders or right, the Bengals. Right. Uh, I mean, it's it, it it would be a tough look, and you know, like I said, I think at the end of our last seg or our last episode, like if you lose to the Bengals, I firmly believe that even just one game, I think you can pretty much kiss your playoff hopes goodbye. 
Yeah, uh, this is a game. This 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 is the team. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a team in which you're a fringe playoff team. You're a fringe wild card team, and in order to guarantee a wild card spot, you got to stack wins whenever you can. Yep. And these two against the Raiders and Bengals, these are must wins. I mean, you're going to have a lot of must wins down the stretch, as we alluded to last segment about those December games. They're going to be tough matchups. But these are two games that you have to win if you want a legitimate shot at making the playoffs because there are going to be teams out there that are going to be looking at the Raiders and looking at the Bengals and saying, oh, these are guaranteed wins. Meanwhile, the Steelers have to say they have to be guaranteed wins or else we're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Then they go to Lambeau Field. Uh, as we all have them sitting right now, we haven't disagreed yet, so we all have them at 2-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, a little bit of a disturbing trend to start the year. I think the Steelers lose another road game here. I think it'll be a little bit closer than the Bills game even. Uh, I, I don't know if the Packers are as talented as people are making them out to be. This all could change, too, depending on where Aaron Ro- You know, Maybe instead of seeing Aaron Rodgers here in Week 4, you don't see him until the next week at home in yeah. Week 5 when the Denver Broncos come to town. But as right. it stands right now, he's still in Green Bay. I know that there's a lot of trouble in paradise there, but he's still such a great quarterback. He's the defending MVP of the league, and you have to go into his house. He hasn't gotten the job done in the playoffs. He didn't get the job done there in the playoffs last year against the Buccaneers, but he dominates at Lambeau Field during the regular season, and I just think that the Steelers are going to Tough matchup here. I think they fall back to 500 at 2-2. Two and two. But, again, I don't think it's that bad, big of a deal. I think, you know, losing a game to Green Bay in Green Bay and being 2-2 yeah. two and two is is not a problem as long as you have taken care of business in those Raiders and Bengals games. Exactly, and, and I feel the exact same way about the game against Green Bay. I know that Green Bay probably isn't at the height of their powers anymore, but they still have Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, when one of the best quarterbacks ever – um, plays against a, a secondary that, you know, I know that this is going to be a theme moving forward, but a secondary that isn't proven, a secondary mm. that is a little bit, you know, thin, I, I think a lot thin, actually, when you talk about the Steelers, like that doesn't sound intriguing to me. I, you know what I mean? Like when you have one of the best quarterbacks ever going up against that caliber of a secondary, you know, I think it the edge goes to Green Bay. The edge goes to Rodgers. And, yeah, I have the Steelers drop in this game, too, which, you know, two and two in the first four isn't bad as long as you, again, take Stack care of business, wins, you know, against the teams that you should. And even if you drop one, you have to beat Buffalo. You can't be one and three in your first four. And even though the last time the Steelers played the Packers four years ago, it's been eight years since the Steelers have seen Aaron Rodgers because – that game four years ago, it was Deshaun Kaiser. It oh. was the year that Aaron Rodgers was unhealthy for majority of the season. Almost it was beat a, him, too. This, almost yeah, beat him did. in Pittsburgh. Keep in mind, I think that was like a one-possession game or a one-point. It came down to the last yeah. couple minutes, I think. unbelievable right. toe-tap yeah. catch on the sideline to set up a Boswell field goal to win the mm-hmm. game. It was, it was a tooth-and-nail type of game for in which the Steelers should have run away with. It's Deshaun Kaiser, and you're at home. Oh, he was at, awful. I don't know why the Steelers made it so close, but it's been eight years since the Steelers have seen Aaron Rodgers, and you know Aaron Rodgers is the one quarterback who's beaten Ben Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is thinking to himself, I can beat this team. I, I can beat this guy. So, yeah, it's going to be tough to go into Green Bay, especially you know when you get to that point in the year. With more fans, we talked about the Bills having an incredible home field advantage. Tom alluded to it, too. Aaron Rodgers is unstoppable when you are in Green Bay. And you add back the fan uh, portion to that home field advantage, it's it's almost a no-brainer. It's it's tough, but the Steelers look like they're going to have to open up the season 2-2. and 
the Green Bay Packers are one of three Super Bowl rematches that are on the Pittsburgh Steelers schedule this year. Mm. So a little, you know, a little sex appeal between those <laughs> matchups right there. Uh, the next week they return home to face against to face off against the Denver Broncos. Second straight year that Denver comes to Pittsburgh. Uh, if Bengals and Lions are the one, two easiest games on the schedule, this is probably number three as it stands right now, hoping that Aaron yeah. Rodgers <laughs> isn't in Denver and that it's Drew Locke. Although, you know what? Not to get too far down a hypothetical, but you can really flip flop it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like right. If Rodgers right. is out of Green Bay, then all of a sudden Green Bay becomes a win. For and the if Steelers. he's in Denver, Denver might yeah. lost, but it's a home Den- game. Denver's so a home game. It right. is a little bit of a different story. It would have been. A, it would be a little bit more of a lucky break for the Steelers if Rodgers was in Denver than Green Bay. But right now, it'd be Drew Locke leading the team into Heinz Field, and another one where the Steelers suffer a loss the week prior to the Packers to go to two and two, get back on that right side of five hundred, and I think. They will against Denver. Uh, I think it'll be three to two. This actually strikes me as one of those games that the Steelers win by like three touchdowns. There's always seems to be one every year where they just blow a team right out from start to finish. You think it's Denver? It might be Denver. Not Detroit. I think Detroit's kind of a trap game. They keep it closer than they. And they got to go to L.A. the next week, so they Mm -hmm. might be looking ahead there. But uh, and and also, I just think Detroit has a more talented quarterback than Denver does at the moment right now. I take Jared Goff over Drew Locke any day of the week, so I think that definitely factors into it. Uh, Defense for Denver is a little scary, but I I like the Steelers having a running back. It can really counteract anything that Denver seems to be more of a get after it in the passing attack game. Sack your quarterback. They just drafted a defensive back early in the first round, so they're trying to build things up there. I think they can be had on the ground, so it is a lot on Najee's shoulders. But I think he can get it done. I just Denver is a team that really could have the bottom fall out from under it this year if they don't get Rodgers. They could be top five pick in this year's. NFL draft. That's how bad I if think. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers. That's how bad I think Denver could potentially be. So, yeah, I got the Steelers bouncing back nicely and winning three, going three and two to start the season after a win against Denver at home. Yeah, I, I see it the same way. And, you know, I know you, you mentioned that this feels kind of like a game the Steelers kind of blow Denver out. That this, you know, I mean, you could look back at last year, they had that game in hand and then all of a sudden, um, Oh, goodness. Uh, Jeff Driscoll all of a sudden turned into Joe Namath against the Steelers last year. And that's how I said the Raiders game might go. But then I'm also thinking those games might become more of an anomaly for the Steelers with a good running game. Yeah, I hear you. Salt leads away a little bit. If you can can just hold on to the ball. Yeah, because a lot of it last year was just, you know, the three and out, give the ball back. Three and out, give the ball back. Momentum. Yeah, Yeah, I hear you. And you could kind of kill the momentum with a good running game. And I hear you. And I understand what you're saying. But, you know. Uh, looking at Denver, I mean, I think it's a team that you kind of have to beat if you're the Steelers, especially if you're two and two at that point in the year. Um, so yeah, I have the Steelers bouncing back as well, and um, yeah, getting to what was it? What is it? Three and two in the first five. Yeah, same here. Three and two. Seattle at home, Sunday night football, under the lights, Heinz Field, first primetime game of the year. It's a good first primetime game. To I have. got the Steelers winning this. Team. So do you? Yeah, yeah so I do. do. This stink. This stinks like a Steelers win all over the place. Uh, I think the Seahawks come in on fire. Russell Wilson starts the season off pretty well usually, um, and I think the Steelers cool them off a little bit. It's a west, it's a cross country trip for Seattle. Everybody loves to say, "Oh, the Steelers stink when they go to the West Coast." That's every East Coast team. It's tough yeah. to travel across the country and play in a football game. And by the way, it works the other way too. West Coast teams coming to the East Coast, I know it's a little different, but they still have to go through a time change as well it's going to feel earlier for them. So I guess they get a little bit of a benefit as far as West traveling to East, as far as East traveling to West, but still that's a long flight for the team to go on. You're completely on the other side of the country. 
Uh, night game, Heinz Field's going to be absolutely tearing it up. Would not be surprised if this is the color rush game for the Pittsburgh Steelers either, or they might save that for the Browns game on Monday Night Football. But uh, I just think that the Steelers tend to show up in these big-time games. Uh, they're Two previous heavyweight matchups, the Packers and the Bills before this, both on the road. They've suffered a loss. I don't think they lose three heavyweight matchups in a row. I got the Steelers beating the Seahawks and going to four and two. I have the Steelers losing to the Seahawks in this game. Um, Just and I don't know why. uh, Just first instinct was looking at Seattle and I guess I have it as a loss. Um, You know, I just. I still think that it will be a good football game. I don't see the Steelers getting blown out, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Steelers found a way to win. But, you know, I know that, you know, I just think Russell Wilson and that offense would be too much. And, again, it goes back to my point of, you know, a good quarterback gets the edge for me when you play against, a you know, a secondary that's, you know, and, again, this could – my point could be proven wrong when we get to the season. Maybe the cornerback room's good. But right now, I mean, we're sitting here in May – I give the edge to Seattle and Russell Wilson. This comes for Seattle. This comes in the middle of a three-game primetime stretch. They play the Rams on on Thursday night the week before. They play the Steelers on Sunday night. And then the next week they play the the New Orleans Saints on Monday night. So this is going to be a tough stretch for Seattle. We talk about tough stretches for Steelers toward the end of the year. This is going to be tough when you're playing three primetime games in a row, one of which is on the east coast one of which is in new orleans so a couple of time zones ahead of where you are back all the way back in seattle but i think because it's kind of lost in the fray of this prime time stretch for them especially coming after the the division opponent game against the rams i think you know maybe seattle's focus is going to be it's going to be hard to say you know week by week okay we have three prime time game opponents how are we going to mentally prepare ourselves properly for all three of these so that's that and the fact that this is the Steelers' first primetime game, I, I still have the Steelers winning this one. Yeah, it just really, really seems like a Pittsburgh Steelers victory. It just, it just, they ju- sometimes they just jump off the page to you, and you can just tell when you're following a team for as long as we all have, you can kind of just get that vibe from them. And this really is one of them. Uh, after the Seahawks is the bye week. Who do you like in that one? I got the bye. I got the bye. I think the Steelers Coward? fall to the bye. You guys are dumb. Wow. So rude. Then they go to Cleveland following the bye week. This is a big one. In all seriousness, like Jacob alluded to uh, in our previous episode of Steelers Standard, huge that you get Cleveland after the bye. Yeah. Uh, especially after such a tough game against the Seattle Seahawks just the week prior on Sunday Night Football. But you you got the Browns in Cleveland. It's a one o'clock kick. It's Halloween. Um, Means you're gonna have all the cool little graphics on CBS, sort of the pumpkin <laughs> and the fall leaves and the jack o' lanterns, but I think it's gonna be uh, tricks and not treats for the Steelers when they go to Cleveland. Uh, I think they drop this one coming off of the bye. Uh, I know that Tomlin is pretty successful following a bye, but I just feel like the Browns are a much better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not to say the Steelers can't steal a game from them this year. I just don't think it's gonna happen on the road. I think that dog pound. Much like Bill's Mafia, that dog pound is going to be electric this year. Again, it's not like a 4-12 and Cleveland team's coming back, and they're pretty rabid when it is a 4-12 and Cleveland team. This is a contender now, a team that is in a lot of people's minds to be the favorite to win the AFC North, and that might be the first time since they were expanded back into the league in the 90s that they were the favorite to win their division. So a lot of energy in Cleveland, and I think the Steelers, unfortunately, fall to 4-3, and losing out of the gate from their bye week to the Brownies. But again, 4-3, and three, 
is not a bad spot to be as far as how tough the schedule is for the Steelers. They've taken as far as we've been concerned. Well, I have him at four and three. Kellum has him at four and four. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing if he has him losing this game to the Browns, but and I do, but uh, three and four then actually three, yeah, three and four. four okay. Yeah, I was going to say, but the Steelers just need to stay afloat as possible as much as possible and yeah. win the games that they have to. Uh, one thing with my trend though, still haven't won a game on the road. Make them zero and three on the road so far this year. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I I kind of agree with you when you look at this game against Cleveland, and and I understand that the buy can definitely help, and and it wouldn't you know it wouldn't surprise me after the buy if the Steelers do end up beating Cleveland, um, you know, with the buy in front of it. But the thing that that takes me away from picking the Steelers to win this game is the fact that it is on the road at Cleveland. Um, it's a primetime game for Cleveland. It's again, it's it's kind of that old narrative that we've been talking about. It's little brother trying to beat big brother, and they did it a big way last year. Um, you know, at in Pittsburgh, and this is the first time they'd be matching up um, in the play, or I guess minus the playoffs um, this year in 2021, and it's the first time in front of their home fans. I really think Cleveland will be ready to go in this one, and they beat Pittsburgh. I think it's. I think this is the second year in a row in which the Steelers' bye week came right before the first Browns matchup of the season. And if you guys remember correctly, we were pretty afraid of the Browns coming into coming out of that bye. But so much so were people saying, you know, Ben Roethlisberger never, at the time, he never really loses to the Browns. Coach Tomlin never loses to the Browns. And Tomlin has one of the best, if not the best, record following a bye week. I'm not saying it's it's the most illogical or, or far-stretched thing you could say, but I kind of have faith in the Steelers to kind of come out of that first couple six-week stretch and say to themselves, we can do this thing. We can come out of the bye. We can rest. We can prepare. And, I mean, if you're we, – we talked about quarterback-coach tandems in a previous episode, and we said, is Stefanski-Baker Mayfield the next quarterback – coach tandem of the future of the NFL, but one who's been around for the past 13 years, 14 years has been Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger. I guys, I, I kind of have faith in the Steelers. I got to go. I got to go Pittsburgh in this one. Yeah. I got to go at, Pittsburgh in this at one. At Cleveland. Yeah. Let's do it. So you've got the Steelers at five and two right now. No, I, I thought, Oh yeah, I do have them you at do five, have and, five two. and two. Yeah. You only have them losing to the Packers and the bills. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. If they can be five and two, they're in great shape as far as that gauntlet down the stretch is concerned. Stacking uh, wins. Kellen's got them at three and four. I've yep. got them at four and three. They've got the Chicago Bears at home on Monday night football following their game at Cleveland. Another one of those games that, you know, you don't know what the Bears are gonna look like nope. come that time of the year, come November. Could be a completely different team with Justin Fields taking over for Andy Dalton. Who knows if Justin Fields is taking over for Andy Dalton at the beginning of the season. You, you just don't know what you're getting from Chicago. They're a bit of an anomaly. That being said, Justin Fields comes in. He's a superstar, whatever. Steelers still have the firepower to beat the Bears at home yep. no, no matter what. Uh, and the Steelers have a very impressive track record when it comes to facing off against rookie quarterbacks as well. That's something that can't be ignored. Um intimidate if it is justin fields it's very intimidating to go to heinz field under the lights on a monday night football game against the pittsburgh steelers you know crazy crowd <laughs> bills crowd browns crowd we've given them their credit steelers nation gets pretty wild as well 
at Heinz Field, and they will be hungry to do so this year after missing most yeah. of 2020 season or having limited capacity for most of 2020 season. So it's tough, tough for a rookie to come into that kind of environment. And if it's Andy Dalton, I mean, it's just tough for Andy Dalton to come into any environment. So <laughs> uh, I think the Steelers can handle this one against the Bears. Uh, I think as far as my schedule breakdown is concerned, they're coming off of a loss to the Browns. Uh, they're sitting at four and three. They need a win. I think they get that win. I think they go to five and three, beat the Chicago Bears, and uh, once again just continue to take care of business when they have to on this schedule. Yeah, I have them beating the the Bears too, um, and they would be at four and five in my scenario. Um, it is a much needed win after losing two in a row to Seattle and Cleveland. Um, but I do think that they, I mean they have the the firepower to deal with Chicago, whether it is Justin Fields, although. He isn't unproven. You don't know what what he is. And at that point, at week nine, that might be a prime spot for him to take over right around there, maybe maybe a little bit before. But, yeah, I do have the Steelers um, bouncing back a little bit, getting back on track and, and beating um, the Chicago Bears. No need for a bounce back on my schedule, but I still have them winning. I got <laughs> them at six, six and two. And two. That's, not, that's not so outlandish of me to say. Uh, the only one that you think is a stretch is the is the Cleveland is game. the Cleveland game. You have them at I have them at what six and two. You have them at five and three. I That's not much different. Three. Yeah, I think it's a world difference. Okay. It's a world of difference. Okay. You know, I just want them to be as comfortable as possible heading into. Why December. don't you just have them at eight now, Jacob? I mean, seriously, because I, mean, I know they you did want it last to. year. I know you they want did it to. last year. So you want you got them at six and two. I got them at five and three. Kellen, you're sitting at. Four and five. Four and five. That doesn't make no. sense. Or it four and four. You're four and four, four, and four right four. now. Sorry. You got back to five. I'm bad at math. You got dude. back to 500 yeah, by beating sorry. the Bears. Yes. Write down four and four I right am. now so you I don't am. lose I that am. track. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Finally, on this episode, we're going to do the last half of the schedule on our next episode of Steelers Standard. But to wrap up this one, the Detroit Lions in the Steelers' ninth game of the season. That's in week 10. Uh, at home, 1 p.m. kick, Heinz Field. <laughs> Does that worry you at all? Yes, no, it does. It doesn't. You don't worry. A, a, a snoozer a worries you a little game, bit, but it's boring. Game. It's such a boring matchup, though. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like teams just sleepwalk through matchups like that. I do think the Steelers pulled out, though. I, I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. But I think but the Steelers is it a win-a-win? Win? I think a win's a of win. Of course a win's a win. Yeah. I think the Steelers pull it out, uh, get to 6-3 and three on my schedule, um, and, you know, I think that's the best you can ask for. Jacob clearly disagrees with me. You can ask for a little bit more than that. But uh, any time you get to this point and you're six and three, seven and two, even if you're five and four, I I think you're looking decent for the Pittsburgh Steelers as far as that playoff race is concerned. Things get a hell of a whole lot tougher after this stretch, though. But uh, I got them taking care of business against the Lions in a game that probably is going to make Steelers Nation pull their hair out because (laughs) you know they're going to go into that game and be like, Steelers should win by 40. And then when they end up winning by three, it's going to be like, we suck. But mm-hmm. it's the NFL. Yeah. Everybody's good. All those guys are on scholarship, too. So got the Steelers beating the Lions in a one that's a little closer than people think. And I got them sitting at six and three. Yeah, I have them beating Detroit, too. Um, it, I, the, the idea of it being kind of boring does kind of worry you a little bit. We've seen that over the years. Um, all the years covering them and, and, and being just a fan of them and seeing them play. That is something that the Steelers do. But... Uh, it is a game that I think they win, and for me, that would get them just above the 500 mark at Week 10 at 5-4. and four. Yeah, there are some, day, some games where I think there's a trap game opportunity. I just don't see that here. I think Detroit's not great, and I think Steelers will have that mentality of they need to stack wins, and it's not like the Steelers are a 12-4 and four bound team. 
like some years they've been in the past, and this is just one of those surprise losses. I think the Steelers are going to take their opponents much more seriously week by week. I don't really see much of an upset opportunity here for Detroit. I got them winning, so that means I have them going 7-2. Seven seven and two. And two. <laughs> They'll be in first place in the division probably. No, I don't know. I mean, maybe Baltimore and, and Cleveland both each have two losses, if not one loss. It's possible. Well, in your scenario, they'd have the tiebreaker over the Browns because they have had the head-to-head -head win over them. Uh, Jacobs got him at 7-2. I got him at 6-3. and three. Kelms got him at 5-4, and four, nine games into the season. we got eight more of these things to break down. All of us have him with a winning record right now. Will that stay the same as we work our way through the back half of the schedule, the toughest part of the Steelers' schedule? That's on our next episode of Steelers' Standard. We'll pick things right off with the Chargers in L.A. on Sunday Night Football. That follows their game against the Detroit Lions on November 14th. Uh, make sure you tune into our next episode to hear how the Steelers' schedule plays out in our minds. Make sure you listen to all of our Steelers' standard episodes. They all live at Steelers.com, or you can download and subscribe to them at, Steel at uh, Apple or Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search for Steelers' standard. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I am Tom Opperman. You don't want to miss this next episode as we continue breaking down the schedule. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll talk to you next time.